0: Good morning, everyone, and welcome back to another Mornings with the Masters, where we devote ourselves to the Lord <laughs> daily with you.
1: Good morning, you guys.
0: Good morning, indeed. We're picking up with day two of our time management principles from God's Word Devotional on the Bible app. Mm-hmm. There's a link to that in the description if you guys want to follow along with us. And as always, I'm going to read the scripture, then towards the end, figure the Devo. <laughs> Let's do it. The scripture is Mark chapter 1, verse 35, and it says this, before daybreak, the next morning... Jesus got up and went out to an isolated place to pray.
1: The devotional is titled, Set Your Boundaries. Say it with me, fam. Set your boundaries. Throughout the Gospels, Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John, they repeatedly note the amount of time Jesus spent in solitude, away from the disciples, the crowds, and the busyness of his ministry. The frequent mention of this behavior suggests that Jesus was a master at setting boundaries with his time. Likewise, if we are to effectively manage our time and make our greatest contribution to the world, we too must establish clear boundaries with our schedules. Like Jesus, this should start by allocating regular time for prayer and the study of God's word. Most of us are used to the idea of tithing our money, but what about tithing our time? If we fill up our schedules with demands from work and home and then try to find time to spend in prayer and study of God's Word, we are setting ourselves up for failure. Before you go any further in this study, take some time to determine what time you will tithe exclusively to prayer and study of scripture on a daily basis. I love that. Once you have set clear boundaries in your schedule for spiritual disciplines, it can be helpful to take a similar approach to budgeting your time at home and at work. For me, a regular routine helps me keep my work-life balance in check. Nearly every day, I head to the office at 4.45 a.m.
0: Oh, (laughs) Oh,
1: wow. That's that's really early. (laughs) And I arrive back home at 4 p.m. This predictable schedule gives me clear boundaries within which I force myself to concentrate my work. Is my work ever done? Of course not. But that would be true if I worked until five, six or ten. There's no such thing as done. Having a hard line in my schedule for the end of my day at the office ensures that I have plenty of time to spend with my wife, kids, and church family. If you don't take the time to set boundaries in your schedule, someone else will. (laughs) If you haven't already, follow Jesus' lead and set clear boundaries within which you spend your time. This is the first step in getting control of your calendar and managing your time well.
0: I'm like a walking and talking onomatopoeia. (laughs) I'm like a comic book. Like, ow, pow, wow, zip, zop. This devotional Uh, got me so encouraged. And convicted. And convicted. And I just feel so, I'm about to pop right now. I I, I read a book in college called Rich Dad, Poor Dad. And one of the principles of the book is called Pay Yourself First. Mm -hmm. And the idea is, I'm going to keep this short and sweet, but no, there's a lot, there's a whole book, right? And so... The idea is is that when people get paid money, they pay their rent, their mortgage, they pay their insurances, they pay their groceries, they Mm -hmm. pay their car, they pay their gas, you know, and they pay maybe the gym membership. And then with what's left over, if they have anything left over, they either spend and have fun or they save and invest. Yeah. And he said, that's totally wrong. You need to write yourself a bill Mm -hmm. first. And then when you get paid, You pay yourself first, like okay, like Chad and Tori want to go on this vacation, or Chad and Tori want to buy a new car, whatever. I don't know, right? And then you do your mortgage uh, or rent, and then you go all the way down the list, and. And basically, when you get to the end, if you don't have enough money, you either A, start cutting the fat of things mm-hmm. that you don't need, or B, you find a way to make more money. So the reason I'm sharing that all, um, the reason I'm sharing all that is because I've adopted that into the way I, I live my life regarding my time. Mm-hmm. I pay myself first, where the mornings I try to have that time for myself before I'm giving out my time like it's just free donuts, right? Mm-hmm. But this devotional hit me in the best way possible because it's not pay yourself first. It's pay God first. Mm -hmm. I'm going to say it again because I just want you guys to hear it the way I'm hearing it to myself. It's not pay yourself first. It's pay God first. Mm -hmm. Give him the first fruits of everything. Mm -hmm. That's your relationships. That's your money. That's your talents. Mm -hmm. That's your time. He is worthy of the first fruits of everything. And so, once we receive something, we should be praising him and say, God, thank you for this gift, whatever that may be in a form of a, a person, a new friendship or uh, an object like, uh, you know, a gift or whatever that may be. Let's praise some of that and let's find ways yeah. we can bless people with those things or whether it's with our time or with our finances. But I'm just so fired up about, no, 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 it's not pay yourself first. Mm-hmm. It's pay God first.
1: Yeah. It's so good. And this is something I'm so passionate about because I feel like I get the question a lot. Like, how do you make the time to spend mm-hmm. time with God you and make the time you just you make the time you, you prioritize it and what's important to you, you will prioritize. Like if that relationship is important to you, you're going to spend time with that person. If watching that movie is important to you, you bet you're going to watch that movie But guess how much more time you might be spending watching Netflix or watching movies than spending time in God's word. And yet we are a culture that's saying, oh, I'm too busy to have these spiritual disciplines. And it's like, but we want the fruit of his spirit, but we want his presence, but we want to see him move. And yet we're not giving him our first fruits. We're not setting an appointment and actually sticking to it. And so I love the practicality of when you get out your planner for the week, that you're not just planning your activities and your work and your community life, but you are planning your prayer time. You're saying, Jesus, I am committing this part of my schedule to time with you, whether that be journaling or worshiping or praying or going into your war room or whatever that might be for you. It's saying, Lord, I trust that you're going to meet me here. I trust that you're going to speak to me. I trust that as I read your word, you are going to fill me up. Like, and it is so, it'll change your Mm -hmm. life. Like, it's not just going to change your schedule. It will change your life from the inside out. And you'll operate in every other area out of overflow from this one change.
0: Yeah, there was something that you said that really sparked something in me. It was about how like you make time and you prioritize what you want to prioritize. But then I, as you were sharing, I thought to myself, well, like I don't want to scroll on social media, but I find myself doing it. Mm-hmm. So why am I doing it? And typically, maybe this is this the truth for a lot of you all too. I scroll to escape maybe some mundane moments or maybe I'm addicted to being entertained and I'm afraid to be bored. But it really comes from this place of me being unhappy and I'm trying to self-medicate that that unhappiness with constant dopamine hits when you can just scroll and now you're seeing something new. And then whenever that small dopamine hit runs off, you scroll again and you do that because I'm, you're running from something. And there's a quote that I heard a few months ago and it really hit me. The quote says this, you often feel tired not because you've done too much, but because you've done too little at what sparks a light in you. Mm. And I love that quote because if you're in that place where you're running to say social media to just numb yourself because you're unhappy with your life, we need to dig into that. Mm -hmm. We can't just like wake up one day and be like, wow, why did I spend so much time doing things? I don't, love, things I don't want to do. Why am I doing the thing I don't want to do is what scripture says. How can I stop that? We need to dig into God's word and have that, have that light of Christ spark within us. And then that way we can feel on fire for him and feel so passionate about the things that he has planned for us. And then we'll prioritize it mm-hmm. because you prioritize the things that are important to you. But if you don't first deem yourself as important, a person with a, a person with a purpose, then you won't be prioritizing those things because you're not living within that. Mm-hmm. And so if you're finding yourself in that space where you're just scrolling to distract yourself, to entertain yourself, or to get away from unhappy things... Let's stop there and let's unpack what it is we're running from and then how can we start to build in things and the identity of who Christ has made us to be right. and then really start to receive that, wow, we are here on a mission and start living like mm-hmm. we're on mission and living like we have a true purpose rather than we're just kind of existing.
1: Yeah, so good.
0: Want to pray an out? I do,
1: Dear Heavenly Father, Lord, we thank you that it is in your presence that we find what our purpose is that it is in your presence that we find fuel, that we find light, that we find everything, that we find comfort, that we find peace, that we find security, Father. Everything that we need is found in your presence, Father. And so I pray that we would not scroll and numb and run from feelings, but instead run to you where we can unpack it all in a safe place because you are our safety. Father, you are our home. Father, we thank you that as we Come to you, you hear us, you see us, you embrace us, you forgive us, and you lavish us with your grace and with new mercies every single day, Father. We don't need a new year. We get your new mercies every single day. Every single day is a new chance to start over, to set clear boundaries, to prioritize time with you. And we thank you for that. We thank you that you're a good God. We thank you that you care and that you've placed us here on purpose for a mission. And that mission is to advance your kingdom. And so, Father, I pray that you would help us and equip us to make disciples of you. Father, we cannot do it without you. So we pray these things in Jesus' name.
0: Amen. Amen, God. Amen, God. That was good. I would love to speak a little. I'm not, first off, I'm not like a pastor or a priest or a deacon or anything like that, but I would love to speak a benediction over you all because that that prayer got me really fired up. Um, And so it's Numbers uh, chapter 6 verses 24 through 26, and it says this, may the Lord smile on you and be gracious to you. May the Lord show you his favor and give you his peace. You know, it's the first thing I ever said to Micah.
1: Mm-hmm. Oh, no, actually, I do remember that. Oh, yeah. no, I, I love that. <laughs> Anyways,
0: now is the perfect time, y'all, to uh, break out the worship music, break out the journal, and continue pressing into the Lord.
1: Yes, and y'all don't forget that you are God's masterpiece. And
0: don't forget that we love you.
1: We love you guys. We'll be talking to you
0: tomorrow. Cheers. <laughs>